Okay. The red button's on. There's the button. Hi, Paul. I'm so happy to have you join me on Coffee and. And today we're talking about aging and ageism and why is it okay to um, throw the vulnerable under the bus, so to speak, and uh, all sorts of things that you and I enjoy talking about. So, what would you like to start with? We have a huge list of topics here. So, where do you think we should start? I don't know. I think we should start at um, uh, aging ungracefully and uh, how that is an appropriate uh, strategy for the age of coronavirus, speaking of aging. Yeah, I think that's a great place to start. And I read a, a great quote by a 81-year-old PhD grad this weekend, and she said, Ageism takes away your potential as you internalize those messages. Don't let the ideas about age change your life. There is no age limit on potential. Thank you, Dr. Olive Bryanton, for that quote. Yeah, don't let them go to your head, don't let them go to your body. Exactly, so aging ungracefully for anybody who hasn't listened to any of the episodes, Paul and I discuss how to stay, um, vibrant and healthy and energetic regardless of the number and that uh, you know your any birthday number and um, understanding that uh, there's never been a better time to look after ourselves because we know that many of the opportunities of aging are really effects of a sedentary lifestyle and um, years of stress and neglect uh, so we know that even one meal, this is, this is proven, this is not like some kind of um, boost your immunity with supplements kind of uh, um, promotion, but one meal can improve your immune system. One exercise session can increase your immune system. So we're recommending that everybody does everything they can to stay healthy and avoid infection and, and prove their potential now, because um, if nothing else, this current situation has taught me is that I don't want to be in an old age home. Uh, that is something I'm pretty determined to try to avoid. Uh, so what do you think about that, Paul? If it's possible to avoid. I mean, there's, uh, there's no shame in um, not being able to take care of yourself. But at the same time, uh, there are lots of things you can do to help take care of yourself and optimize your circumstances. And, and you know, that word optimizes, uh, we've been talking about that on our podcast for a little while. Um, I don't think that there's a you know, a set, a standard set of numbers. There are world records, I guess, uh, for old people, but, but there's no standard set of numbers that says you've got to, you, you know, you've got to measure up or else you can't ride. Uh, you got to measure up to these specific uh, numbers or else you, uh, you know, you're, you're going to be warehoused. I, I think what, what um, you can do, and, and I keep thinking about this guy, right? This is a good one. And, and I bear with me for a second as I share the story. I'm, uh, I'm I'm in a car, uh, my car, and I'm stopped at the stoplight, and there's a guy walking across the street. He's about, he's old, okay, uh, but he's walking across the street with his walker, and he gets about halfway, right, and he's painfully slow, and uh, and he gets about halfway, and the light go changes, and so he's uh, he's incredible. Now he's he's a sitting duck. He's incredibly vulnerable, but he continues to walk 
across the intersection. And then he gets to the curb. And, you know, there was a time, I think, when nobody, and, and no, those of us among us here probably don't even think about it, we walk up onto the curb. For this guy, it was like climbing Mount Everest. And, um, and uh, we all sat there and waited for this guy to mount the curb. And he did it, and he did it uh, with relative panache, and he sort of shook himself off like a duck, and then off he went down the street. And I thought to myself, now there's a guy uh, who's taking care of himself, despite the fact that, uh, you know, he depended on us to some degree. Uh, he's out, he's working, he's doing his best, and he's optimizing his condition. Before we started, uh, before before the age of coronavirus, before the pandemic, you and I were talking about uh, optimizing, which means that to the best of your ability, you can uh, you can achieve fitness. So that you don't have anybody else to live up to, right? Uh, so your diet, your exercise regime, your um, sleep patterns, all of these things can be optimized so that you can enjoy your life more. Right. And uh, and now I think it's coincidental, but uh, but now it's even more critical that you do that because uh, uh, there's a whole body of uh, opinion that uh, says that you've uh, uh, lost value uh, once you once you go past 70. And, and I, uh, you know, I mean, like I, all of a sudden I lost half my value, whatever, on March the 7th when I turned 70. I don't think so. I'm, I'm still, um, uh, still able, right, to um, get out there and do the best that I can. And I think that uh, we want to put everybody um, in that under those circumstances and hope that, 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 uh, that, that this is an opportunity as opposed to as opposed to merely a tragedy and boy is it a tragedy it is a tragedy in many ways and mm -hmm. you know why you know we we think about why is it okay to sacrifice the old for the sake of the um economy but we're sacrificing a lot of people for the sake of the economy but um, unfortunately when you look at the statistics 50 percent of the people who died in the united states are uh, in old age homes. In Canada, we think that's 80%. terrible. 80%. Yeah. It's worse. Yeah. So of all the people who have died in Canada, only 750 were not in an old age home. Um, so why are older adults so invisible? Why is it okay to dismiss the wisdom and knowledge and pursue youth above all else? Why is warehousing old people? And it's a big business because no one's really, um, you know, nobody really uh, regulates it. So, you know, people are making a lot of money off of warehousing old people and it's resulted in, you know, dismissal of these people based on their age as opposed to their experience or what they can bring to us. Um, suggesting that, you know, it's only the old and sick that will die. So for some reason that's okay. So I don't think this happened overnight. I don't think yeah. this just, just, you know, it, it's being exposed. I mean, those are horrible statistics. And I did find a couple really um, beautiful ones. One was a, a nursing home in France. And the lady who ran the nursing home, you know, France was no different than the rest of us. And nursing homes were, um, you know, killing, were, you know, basically a, 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 a place where everyone died if coronavirus got in. So um, the woman who ran this nursing home in France saw these statistics and said, it's not gonna happen in mine. 
and basically locked everyone inside, workers and, and the people stayed there, and we're all in this together, and no one's going out, and no one's coming in. So, you know, individuals are making a huge difference. Individuals are saying, um, it's not right that we're treating older people like this, and I'm not going to be part of it. But in general, it seems okay. It's, you know, it's okay to say these kinds of things, you know, that are strikingly like eugenics, um, you know, just sweep them away. They're taking up too much space. And as someone who's um, now in that age bracket, Paul, how does that make you feel? Well, I mean, <laughs> under threat, at least. Under um, threat, yeah. yeah. But, uh, but I, I got to say, I, gotta, I go back to that guy who was walking across the intersection. There are two ways to look at that guy. As, as a speed bump, as a pylon, as, a, as a, um, an obstruction, or, uh, or as an individual to celebrate. Uh, and, and I think that, um, that that's what's happened. Uh, you know, this coronavirus uh, epidemic, um, endemic in, in senior homes didn't happen yesterday. It's been happening for, you know, this, this um, situation was brewing a long time ago. And you're right. I mean, there are lots of factors, um, at the least of which is that we've stopped valuing people uh, once they reach a certain age. And I think that, that uh, everything follows from that. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, and I think that um, that, you know, I mean, do what you can to to earn that value, if you like. But uh, ultimately, it's your right. Uh, it's your right as a human being to be uh, to be valued by other human beings. And I, I think that Mario Cuomo says that every life is pre not Mario. His, his <laughs> son, Andrew. <Yeah. laughs> See, I'm, I'm old. Right. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, but, but Andrew Cuomo says that every human life is precious. And, um, and if, if we, you know, I, I, I worry that we're going to come out of this thinking the opposite, uh, that we're going to start calculating to the uh, more brutally than we are now. And uh, that's why, um, I mean, uh, you know, that's why we should optimize because, uh, because, you know, the more we're, uh, in their face, if you like, um, the, mm -hmm. the more likely it is we're, we're not we're not going to be forgotten. We're not going to be warehoused, and that uh, and that some of that respect will, uh, you know, we, we'll lobby for that respect, if you like. I, I remember Gray Power, right uh, back in the uh, what was that, the 70s? Uh, once again, um, and uh, and there were a bunch of a uh, bunch of oldsters who thought that uh, they didn't want to be patronized anymore. Right. Yeah. They didn't want to be ignored. They didn't want to be neglected. Uh, so they stood up for themselves and uh, great power was born. So maybe we can um, uh, resurrect, uh, exhume that uh, that uh, movement and um, and start reminding people that uh, that everybody has value. And, and, and yeah, I think it's a good time because it's on the radar. People are writing about it. People are yeah. talking about it. Um, you know, how much politicians say and what they do is up to all sorts of debate, but at least in terms of Canadian politicians, our prime minister is saying this is not acceptable, which is, you know, a, a huge difference from what's happening south of the border. So that's, you know, that's always something to be thankful for. Um, and we both uh, uh, read the article this morning, how much is a human life worth? And um, $10 million or so, is that what they're saying? Then it yeah. goes down based on your um, economic value, education, uh, replacement costs, all sorts of things. And then after 70, 
it starts to go down. So I looked up the Canadian sort of equivalent of this. Um, it's the human life value predictor. It's the insurance company's human life value predictor. So I'm apparently worth less than $200,000. Um, <laughs> that makes me feel great. <laughs> Yeah, that's how my my life is worth one hundred and ninety seven thousand uh, dollars, according to the insurance industry. Um, yeah, so there's some pretty big uh, swings between how much you're worth. And we know that older people, you know, kid, they have kids, they have grandkids who they love. So we're hoping that those kids and grandkids love their grandparents, because think of the, you know, what do grandparents bring? They bring, you know, all sorts of joy. They bring, you know, ice cream for dinner as opposed to wait until you finish your broccoli. They, <laughs> uh, childcare um, experience. They're, uh, you know, a, love, love, unconditional love. Yes, you have a grandchild. You can talk. About I that. do. I love the yeah. little. Yeah. yeah, and there's no pressure because he's not yours. You can just be the grandpa. <laughs> so I think it's probably a better, a better option than the parents have. Somebody else can catch the consequences of you my... Have, uh, you have to live through the parental part first to get yeah. the grandparent benefit. And societies are not all like this. You know, our society tends to dismiss the old and warehouse them. And God forbid anybody says the word death because no one dies. You have to say they passed away or all sorts passed of other on. Yeah. passed on. No, it's okay. You know, so we have an issue. We have an, uh, you know, a societal issue with death that is not, um, not worldwide, thankfully. So uh, if we're being um, not cynical, what would you say the first step is to um, be seen and be heard? Bring back well, the power. Yeah, I, I think that, um, I, I think that, that all, all revolutions begin at home, if you like. And so uh, that's a good place to start. Um, I, I think that, that we've been sort of uh, bamboozled into thinking that, that we have to be super people or uh, young um, and we're not uh, because we're not. Um, and so let's, let's be reasonable and, and be what we can be. Uh, and, and, and there may be diminished capacity as you get on. I mean, there are wonderful guys like Ed Whitlock. I don't know if everybody here is familiar with Ed Whitlock, but uh, he's a guy who ran a sub three hour marathon in his eighties, right? Uh, absolutely um, uh, uh, almost Phenomenal. unimaginable. Yeah, yeah unimaginable. Yeah. But, but anyway, the, there, there's one Ed Whitlock and uh, millions and millions and millions and millions of the rest of us. And, and what I think is that you get to a certain point in your life, unless you're encouraged or unless you're a nut bar like I am, uh, you, um, you uh, kind of have a tendency to give up a little bit. Right. Your and, crowd, you don't have the crowd behind you. The crowd. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You're going they, against the grain. Going yeah. against the grain, right? You're going against social convention, large S, large capital C. And, yeah. uh, and I think that, that, you know, you've got to, uh, but once you, you understand that, that it, everything tastes better, everything smells better, everything feels better. If you, uh, get out there, uh, follow a fitness plan that, uh, that works for you, uh, so that you can hit your marks so that uh, you can feel some sense of accomplishment so that you can feel the benefit. Right. So start mm -hmm. there. Um, and then, uh, and then I think it's um, important to understand that, that you don't go quietly. Right. Yeah. That's <laughs> important. And, right. uh, and, and 
that can be in a number of ways. It doesn't mean raging. It can mean just being out there and being okay with, I'm this old. And not limiting yourself to only being with people who are your age. So younger people see that you can be vibrant and alive. Uh, That reminds me, I think we talked about this one time. I went for a trail run with a new group uh, a couple of years ago and we were running up this hill and we passed this couple walking up the trail and somebody said, oh, isn't that great? They're still out there. And I was thinking, what do you mean? Those are people who are my age. Like, I was like <laughs> and I said, yeah, they are probably like 60. And she's like, yeah, I know. I want to be able to do that when I'm that age. And I thought, and I looked at her and I said, I just want you to know that I could be your mother. And she was just like, no way. And I'm like, how old are you? She's like, oh, I'm 27. I'm like, yeah, no problem. (laughs) Like, exactly. So, you know, not uh, giving in to um, the uh, sort of uh, pressure to be old, like everyone else is not uh, giving up on yourself. So, you know, staying fit, staying active, every, you know, every meal makes a difference. Every exercise session makes a difference. Um, I happen to be lucky that I live in a place full of active seniors who are, you know, constantly faster than me on their bikes, on hiking, on their, you know, so, you know, there's a really good example. Um, But if you don't live in a place where there's a good example, you have to be, you know, maybe the only, and that's hard, or the other, and that takes some dedication and, you know, some um, emotional strength. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's really interesting. I, I had to get past something. I had to get past my past, right? Okay. And uh, and my past, I I hardly uh, hardly um, a record breaking individual, but uh, I had good times in the past. Uh, good running times, good cycling times, and uh, and I had to come, you know, have a moment of mourning for those uh, personal records uh, because I'm never going to see them again. And, yeah. Uh, and um, and so that the idea of trying to sort of recapture that is um, is kind of um, counterproductive. And uh, but uh, once you let that go, right, uh, then I can run up hills and down hills and cycle over hills and dales and think to myself, boy, what a great time I'm having right now in the now. Right. And that's all that matters. I and think, then, of course, yeah. of course, you then, of course, uh, after you're done, it always feels great when you stop beating your head against the wall, right? After you're done, you get the benefit. Uh, the um, the endorphins uh, are there waiting for you. I think that's really important, and I think we are um, conditioned to to try to be young. You know, um, don't have wrinkles don't have gray hair, don't have all sorts of things. Exactly, my gray hair is coming in really nice right now. Um, Not that there's any problem, you know, I don't really, you know, people wanna dye their hair or do whatever they like. That's, you know, that's your choice and it doesn't really matter to me one way or another. What really matters is to try to be you and being in the moment as opposed to trying to relive some ideal you that you imagined at some time. Optimize. Optimize. Optimize your exercise. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Well, we have definitely uh, used up our 20 minutes here. Um, I I know, exactly. Um, I think there's a lot more things we could discuss and I'd be happy to 
to carry on with this conversation, but uh, just want to unmute everybody. And if you want to share any of your reactions or any of your um, comments, don't worry, uh, you will not be um, shared in any way. You can also just type them in the chat box, but uh, I'm just going to unmute everybody. If you don't want to be unmuted, if there's background noise, um, can you mute? Can you mute just, individually? You can mute individually, absolutely. You just push the button. Um, so does anybody have any questions? I think uh, the key is multi-generational. It's about values and how to impart value older people. So influencing other generations by modeling and spending time with them. And I think I have a really good example of that. My very first coach when I met him was 50. Uh, now he's 80. I don't see him doing anything different. In fact, he <laughs> looks almost identical. Uh, so if he, um, you know, if he's seen with a hat on, he just has less hair, but he really does look the same. Um, and, you know, everyone who came to train with him was uh, every age and there was really no, uh, there, there was sort of no uh, limit on uh, potential because I certainly wasn't the youngest and I wasn't the oldest, but I certainly was the slowest. Um, it didn't matter to him. It was the social aspect of getting together. So I think it's key that we remember that even as you age, I mean, there's people on this call that are close to your age and there's people that are called that are a bit younger. In your head, you don't feel any different. If it was 10 years ago, you'd feel the same age. You might have different experiences or different understanding of things, but in our heads, we don't change. We still feel like a valuable, um, productive, you know, interesting human being. With some odd new quirks. With some odd new quirks, exactly. <laughs> it's more interesting. It does make it more interesting. Uh, so we have another one. So how do we change the messaging around uh, that lost value and ageism, it's it is pervasive. Media news, um, Captain Tom, love Captain Tom. He just turned 100. The guy raised like 10 million pounds or something for NHS. Uh, he's the guy. So let's be, let's be him. He's positive. He's doing what he can. Um, you know, I think uh, that those kind of stories need to be told and whether they're told on the media or told on your Facebook page, or told to your friends. That's another example of you know how how good it can be, and how you're still valuable, and um, you're not dismissed because uh, you look a certain way. Um, you know, it's you become invisible at a certain age. Uh, women become invisible sooner, uh, Paul. So welcome to our world. <laughs> You had to wait till you were older, but you know, women have kind of been living through this uh, a bit longer. So that's a whole other, you know, sort of thing to deal with. Anybody else have any questions or anything they want to add? 